Penguins fired Mike Buckley yesterday, just as the show ended. He was the goaltending coach. A, it was an obvious move. B, it doesn't necessarily fix things. Far from it. But if you're going to bring back the same two goalies, and it does look like that's going to happen, Jari into Smith, if the personnel ain't going to change, well, after that playoff series, something got to change. The teaching, the approach, just the workplace. And Buckley did a terrible job. Matt Murray fell apart on Buckley's watch. Tristan Jari imploded in the playoffs on Buckley's watch. And the kicker was this season when Jari started developing Murray's flaws. Bad glove, too deep in the net, weak on the short side, hugging the post. So Buckley had to go. I'm shocked he hadn't been fired weeks or months ago. He seemed like a nice guy, but I think Jari needs a kick up the ass. Jari plays goal like a bonehead. He's got the attention span of a goat. The new goalie coaches Andy Kyoto. He had been the organization's developmental coach for goalies. He played eight games for the Penguins in the 03-04 season. Kyoto played in the minors. He's a former Wheeling Nailer. He played in Europe. And his big qualification is Kyoto isn't Buckley. The Penguins made a big mistake letting Mike Bales go as the goalie coach after winning a second straight Stanley Cup in 2017. That decision was inexplicable, but no one looked too close at the time because the Penguins had just won a second straight Stanley Cup. That switch was made because Murray was more comfortable with Buckley because Murray worked with Buckley the Miners, and then Murray got more comfortable with sucking. Murray was good before Buckley took over as Penguins goalie coach, and then he soiled the bed nonstop, although I think that had more to do without having the pressure of Flurry looking over his shoulder. That worked both good and bad for Murray, but I think mostly good. I don't know what Kyoto was like as a coach. I do know there's almost no way this can't be the right move. Hextall talked today about mentality and goaltending. Well, Hextall would certainly know. He cited Kyoto's potential role with that. This is the Mark Madden Show. I work heel. I work stiff. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call, or you can do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. The Steelers play tonight at Canton against Dallas. Ben DiNucci, the Pine Richland kid, will be at quarterback for Dallas. So that's one thing I'm going to maybe regret not watching when I pointedly ignore the game tonight. Okay, I'm going to watch a little bit. But if I don't, I won't regret not seeing Ben DiNucci play. Nobody of much consequence is going to play tonight, except Najee Harris is going to play some. And I imagine James Pearson... Excuse me, James Pierre and the slot corners are going to play. But who's going to be a quarterback and receiver for Dallas? How much can be proven by anybody in a game like this, given the personnel? Anyway, I guess you can watch. 
I don't want to. I guess I have to. Okay, wait. We got Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins and Josh Dobbs. It's backup quarterback of mania, and it's running wild, brother. I remember when everybody loved Dobbs, the rocket scientist. Ben talks to him between series. But now he's old news. No one loves him anymore. But I bet the Steelers keep four quarterbacks. So tonight is mostly jockeying for position. How'd you like to be the four-string quarterback? The backup to the backup to the backup. Just quit. Arena ball, XFL, whatever. I will say, at certain positions, I'd keep my eyes wide open if I'm Mike Tomlin and the coaches. I'd keep my eyes wide open when the scrums play at certain positions, like on the O-line. Zach Banner shouldn't be a lock to start or play at all by any means. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Uh, You'll notice different music. That is the theme from Midnight Express. Uh, The Midnight Express might be the top tag team in pro wrestling history. Whether it was Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry, or Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, the duo was electrifying. And if you saw Bobby Eaton work, there was an obvious conclusion. The best tag team was very often Bobby Eaton and anybody. He was the ultimate partner. Dennis, Stan, Arn Anderson, Lord Steven Regal, Bobby Eaton personified tag team excellence, and he was a great singles wrestler too. Uh, Bobby passed away yesterday. He was 62. Uh, I had the honor of working with Bobby in WCW. Uh, He didn't talk much. That was kind of his gimmick on screen as well, but there wasn't a better guy. Uh, Bobby would travel with an extra bag full of stuff like toothpaste, toothbrushes, deodorant, and socks. And if you forgot something, you went and saw Bobby. He gave it to you. He was a thoroughly good man. Wrestling was built by men like Bobby Eaton. And uh, wrestling and I are going to miss him. So, R.I.P. Beautiful Bobby. 412-333-WXTX is the number to call. Uh, We got the Bucca Roundup just around the corner. The Pirates announced today the return for a limited time of the popular no-fees promotion. You buy tickets and you don't pay service fees. The Pirates occasionally also stage a no-runs promotion. They occasionally dabble in no-hits also. Very often it's a many-errors night, so keep your eye open for... It it starts today, it continues through August 15th, the no-fees promotion. Hey, I went, I paid, I'm a sucker like so many of you. We got a lot today. Uh, the U.S. Women's National Team won the bronze. That's in soccer at the Tokyo Olympics. And Donald Trump talked, and I know it's hard to believe, but he made an absolute ass of himself. I'll talk about that in just a little bit. Some shocking news regarding the Rolling Stones. Charlie Watts, the drummer, 
had emergency surgery. And he will not play with the Stones on the U.S. leg of their upcoming tour. That's in Pittsburgh in early October. And let's be honest, but, uh, Charlie is 80 years old. We may have seen him play drums for the Rolling Stones for the last time. I'm surprised they're playing without him, but uh, boy, a lot of tickets have been sold. The dates have already been pushed back because of the pandemic. So all I can do is send out goodwill wishes to Charlie Watts, who is in so many ways the governor drummer of rock and roll. Uh, as I think Keith Richards once said, white drummers don't swing except for Charlie Watts. Steve Jordan, who is a very good drummer, will fill in on the tour. Uh, Cobra Kai released a trailer for season four. It's a ad, so to speak, for the All-Valley Tournament as they fight for the soul of the Valley. That's a little corny, but I can't wait to see Cobra Kai season four. Here's some uh, cool news. Jolo Maraduena, who I think is the star of Cobra Kai, he plays Miguel. He has been cast as the first ever Latin superhero in an upcoming major motion picture. I, I've never heard of this superhero. It's the Blue Beetle. Anybody out there know the Blue Beetle? But uh, he's a cool kid, and I hope this is a cool movie because I have great respect for his talent. Finally, this just breaking. Lionel Messi will leave Barcelona. He's played there since he was like 11 years old. Uh, he had agreed to take a 50% pay cut, but apparently something happened between point A and point B, and now he will be leaving Barcelona as a free agent. So he'll probably go to Man City, and Man City will let Harry Kane stew at Tottenham. So I've talked about a lot of stuff you don't care at all about, not least the Steeler exhibition game. If you'd like to talk about any of that, give me a call, 412-333-WXDX. We got newest Steelers Hall of Honor inductee, Louis Lips. Louis Lips at the bottom of the hour here on 105.9 X. The super genius, Mark Madden. That's correct. It's organized chaos. Super genius. I just diddled my lips on live radio for 30 seconds, and you all listen. VX at 105.9. Beautiful Bobby Eaton through the best worked punch ever. Wow, all my guys are dropping dead. That sucks. I've been told by a couple of people today, Steelers insiders, TJ Watt not practices is indeed a passive holdout. He's not going to practice, let alone play in an exhibition game, until he gets his new deal. That's what I've been told. I've been told also that it's a minor injury, but the same guy who told me it was a minor injury told me today it's a passive holdout. I don't know. He's not practicing. If he still ain't practicing next week, then something's up. It's time for the Bucko Roundup. The Pirates are at Cincinnati tonight to begin a four-game series. The Pirates lost at Milwaukee yesterday 4-2. Hoy Park got two hits. He's the latest scrub who fuels optimism through a brief adrenaline rush after reaching the majors, but... It won't be long until he starts to suck, because that's what he does. Steven Brault pitched four good innings. 
He's been out all year with back problems. I'm a back. Chad Cool has COVID, presumably because he's Rambo and wouldn't get vaccinated. But if Hoy Park and Stephen Brault give you pen and fever, well, you might as well have COVID. That is the Bucko Roundup for August 5th, 2021. We got Louis Lips just around the corner. Let's go to Steven in New Brighton. Steven, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good. Big fan. Thank you. Um, you were mentioning earlier about the Pens getting a new coach. And do you think a new coach is something that could break the habit of Tristan Jari hanging back in the net, or do you just think that's the style of play he can do and that's what is going to stay? Uh, I think he has to get further out in the blue paint more consistently. Like I said, the most disturbing thing about Buckley's tenure is that Jari started to develop the same flaws as Matt Murray. You see, I don't think Jari can be saved. I would have got another goalie and sent him packing, and I would have done so by hook or by crook. I would have worried about whatever, cap implications or or whatever. I'd have worried about that later. I don't think Jari should ever play goal for Pittsburgh again, but he's going to, so change the goalie coach. It. It's like slapping a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound, but it's better than nothing. Let's go to Jamie in the van. Jamie, you're on with Double M. Jamie, you're on the air. Okay. Let's go to Doobie in Denver. Doobie, you're on with Double M. Mr. Madden, regarding Charlie Watts, why do you think – such legendary musicians as part of legendary bands play into such a late age. They don't need the money. Well, Muddy and, Waters did. B.B. King did. Well, I, it's what I they do. Theory, it's what it's they do. A, it, Where else can Mick Jagger be Mick Jagger except on stage with the Rolling Stones? Well, and that's, I think that's what I'm getting to. And this isn't a joke before they, they didn't have social media and all the distractions that, certain younger musicians do now they also didn't have the spotlight on them so could it be that they have just thought they've experienced life to its fullest and that's the music is it like i don't want to be i mean who who are you who are you to dictate what mick jagger should do no no why can't he just do what he wants just a question he can it was again i already answered your question I interviewed Ian Gillen years ago. I actually didn't interview him. I met him backstage, the singer for Deep Purple. And I asked him in a roundabout why why he still did it. He goes, well, I do it like two months a year. That's not a bad job. Two months a year, the singer for Deep Purple. You see the world get big money. It's fun. Well, I think that says it all, don't you? (laughs) The simplest explanation is always the best one. Bro, 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 I don't fear death nearly as much as I fear retirement. I fear boredom. I fear nothing to do. That's what I fear. Thank you for the call. Jack Grealish went from Aston Villa to Manchester City. City just buys and buys and buys and buys. You know, sometimes you get somebody, and if the guy who he replaces, it's only a minor upgrade. I mean, have you really improved your team? Of course, I might be whistling past the graveyard there, because City are already pretty good. Okay, up next, 
is a member of the Steelers Hall of Honor. If he had played in the 70s, he'd be a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's the greatest wide receivers ever. He is Louis Lips. Louis Lips up next on 105.9. X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yada, 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 yada. You know what, Mark? I got a hard time, and I was wondering if you give me some advice. Do you have any idea how dumb that sounds? The X at 105.9. My guest right now is one of the greatest wideouts in Pittsburgh Steelers history and is among the new class in their Hall of Honor. Let's welcome back to the program my former co-host on 1250. He is Louis Lips. Uh, Lou, thanks for taking the time. What's it like to get in that Hall of Honor? That, that's got to make you feel good. Oh, my gosh, man. That was like something like, first of all, man, Mark, thanks for having me. Uh, but first of all, man, that was such a surprise. And to make it real funny, I get a call from Mr. Rooney's office, and it's just a number because I don't have Mr. Rooney's number in my phone, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I don't know, no name on the number. Well, I'm not answering. So they left a message. And I had to listen to the message because I was on the highway. I had to listen to the message like three or four times to realize that was actually Mr. Rooney's office. So I'm like, what in the heck is he calling me for? You know, I'm thinking I've done something wrong or didn't do something or you know, I was like, he has no reason to be calling me. And then, uh, you know, so finally I called back and the girl goes, she says, uh, her name is Diane. Diane says, hey, hey, Louie, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Rooney, be right with you. I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> and then he called to congratulate me. <laughs> well, it took a while, but you got the good news. And uh, looking back at I your... got the good news. Yes, I did. Well, looking back at your career, Lou, you played during a weird period in Steeler history, didn't you? Because a lot of the Super Bowl guys were still around, and so was Coach Knoll, but it wasn't quite the same team. Yeah, we, we had a few guys. You know, Webby was still there, Larry Brown, uh, Lambert for one year, Stahl and Donnie, and Lam uh, yeah, Lambert. And, uh, yeah, you know, that, we had a handful of guys that, you know, had already experienced, but we had a lot of young guys, man, that hadn't been there before and uh, experienced that kind of feeling. But, uh but those guys, man, they 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 gave us the paved the way for us to realize, like, hey, man, look, if you want to win, you want to carry that trophy. Here's what you got to do, and here's how you got to do it. And uh, to say the least, a lot of us really didn't get it until we actually start playing games and getting into the season, and we saw how serious this was. It wasn't just playing a game just to play a game. Now, you had a ton of quarterbacks, but mostly Mark Malone and Bobby Brister. What was it like working with those guys? It seems like you had good communication. Yeah, the communication was real good because, uh, you know, we always we worked uh, during the offseason together a lot. And so we learned each other's antics, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, you know, about uh, – you know, running routes and getting open and when to throw, when not to throw and how to throw and not how to throw. So uh, that kind of worked in our favor because sometimes we had big plays off a lot of broken plays. And that was because we knew each other that well, that he knew what I was going to do. I knew what he was going to do, kind of knew where he was going to throw it or where he might throw it. And so kind of getting yourself in position to make those plays. Do you feel like you had your biggest years early in your career, Lou? You were Offensive Rookie of the Year in 84, made the Pro Bowl in 84 and 85, made All-Pro in 84 and 85. You made quite an impression right away. Yeah, it, it, you know, Mark, and then over the years, man, I, I realized that um, 
uh, I didn't realize that off season is more important than during the season. You know, Coach Noah would always hit on us. He said, don't come to training camp to get in shape. You better be in shape when you get to camp. And it took me a couple years to realize that. And uh, my body kind of uh, didn't accept that very well. So, you know, I went through a period of some injuries and stuff like that. And that was because my off-season off protocol wasn't the way it was supposed to be. And by the time I got that in order, then, you know, it was on my way, on, on my, my time, on my way out. You were a great return guy on kicks and punts. And then they made you stop doing it so you wouldn't get hurt. Hey, it's just me, Lou. I don't let you keep doing it. I thought what you did was worth the risk. Yeah, well, you know, hey, when, when coach say you're not returning punts anymore, you don't <laughs> return punts anymore. <laughs> you know, so uh, I was in there in spot situations. You know, because I went, I think my first year I fielded something like 56, 7, 8 punts or something like that. And then it tailored down a whole bunch my second and third year. And then I was in, in spot situations where, uh, uh, again, for the lack of better terms, I guess he wanted some short hands back there to, you know, make sure we. we uh, oh, no, I don't think. Oh, oh yeah, about, when you did the spot but, stuff. Yeah, because you, you had short <laughs> hands back there. What goes into being a good kick and punt returner? What what made you good at it? Because I'm not sure there's a formula, but you certainly figured it out. No, I mean it's just for me. It was it was just um, um, getting my my eye and my track on the ball. Once I knew where the ball flight was coming, because you know, I mean, we catch punts every single day, man, and and. You know, if the ball's spinning one way, it's going to turn one way. If it's spinning the opposite way, it's going to turn. If it's flippy-flopping, you know, you might have to run more under it than wait for it to come to you, vice versa. And so uh, so that aspect of the game was really easy for me because I was a baseball player by heart, man. I love baseball. That's all I used to play. I was a center fielder. So you always had to get under the ball. And then – you had to catch that ball and release at the same time just, you know, to keep them guys from running on you, you know. And so same same thing with, with the football. When it's coming, man, I get underneath the ball, and then I'll take a peek and see if my flyers are, you know, jamming these guys pretty good or not jamming them pretty good. And then that would entail whether I should fair catch or, you know, try to make something with with, uh, with the play. We're talking to Louie Lips, the newest member of the Steelers Hall of Honor here on 105.9 X. Lou, you had some big games, some huge yardage games, and it started with the first game of your rookie year. 183 yards, six catches, two touchdowns, an 80-yard touchdown catch. What do you remember about that game against Kansas City? <laughs> That's funny you ask, man. I think I've answered that a few times already since, uh, since this uh, uh, induction and stuff, so... Um, it was the, the, the 80 yard catch from David Woodley. And, um, when the play was called, man, the first thing I said, I said, man, look, you got to get open. Right. After that, the second thing I say is like, when that ball is coming, I said, you got to catch it. And then my third was after you catch it, man, you got to get in the end zone. All right, so one, two, and three happened. And then the fourth thing was, 
If I scored, I said, man, I'm going to spike this ball <laughs> as hard as I possibly can. And and that's what I did. I spiked the ball so hard, I don't know where it bounced. But you remember, God bless his soul, man, guy by the you wore 89 guy by the name of Big B.C. Benny Cunningham. Man, so I'm so excited, man. I'm high-fiving everybody on the sidelines and got a big smile from ear to ear and you know, we laughing and joking. And then big BC comes and he go, he taps me on the shoulder. He said, Hey, my brother, he said, look at here. He said, he hands me the football. He said, look, he said, I think you might want to hold on to this one. Cause this is your first one. <laughs> now that never entered my mind about keeping my first NFL touchdown, but he realized it and he gave me the ball and then, and I kept it. Well, I know you still follow football and the Steelers. What do you make of the Steelers these days and their receivers? It's a good group, but I'm not sure there's yet a true number one. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Mark. Uh, I, I like your group. I like the group a whole heck of a lot. I think the biggest thing with them this year is going to be protecting number seven. Oh, for so, sure. So number seven can get it to them. I mean, because these guys got some talent, man. They can make some things happen. But if they ain't protecting uh, number seven, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Who are the best receivers in Steelers history? Don't rank yourself. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but but rank everybody else. Who's the best? Well, um, you know, I, I got to say, I got to say John Stallworth to me. And 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 I guess I'm being uh, real personal with that because I played with the guy for four years, learned an awful lot from him, and um, uh, he helped me progress in the league quicker than I ever imagined myself progressing in the league. And then, of course, you got you, you got AB who had unbelievable skills but i think he kind of approached the game with the wrong kind of attitude and well, he was half crazy because yeah <laughs> he was nuts and, and 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 that that proceeded with you know all the stuff that he went through i mean if he was if he was to keep his composure and and make plays the way he was making plays and not be, you know, so up on top the totem pole, man, this guy was going, he would have rewrote the record books, I'm telling you. He would have rewrote the, deck, the record books. Would no you have doubt. made the Pro Football Hall of Fame if you played for the Steelers in the 70s? I am going to put you on the spot with that one, Lou, because I, I think you would have. I think you would have. Well, I've I've heard that, and, and, and I've heard that from, from – um, you, you know the man who put it all together, and and uh, may you rest in peace. That's Dan Rooney, and Dan Rooney mentioned it on several occasions that if I would have been on a team with the seventies, that I would have probably probably been in the Hall of Fame. And there was another guy who said the same thing. I've seen him at a couple of autograph shows. He wore fifty eight, and his name goes by Jack Lambert. There you go. Lambert told me the same thing. No, I, I saw everybody involved, yeah. and I, I think it's definitely true. And, and again, no knock on the yeah. quarterbacks you did play with, but I also wonder, right. what if you had played with Bradshaw or Ben? 
because that was a horse yeah. of a different color with them guys. Yeah, yeah, that that would have been uh, that would been that would have been something to see, man. I would have enjoyed that so much that you would not even believe. I mean, uh, you know, and 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 don't get me wrong, man. When when I say that um, uh, these guys were saying that if I played then, that I would have probably been in the Hall of Fame. I mean. That, to me, didn't even matter, man. Even today, I tell a whole bunch of my friends that. They say, man, you should be this and you should be that, and they should have you on this team, they should have you on that team. I'm like, look, man, I said, (laughs) whether they do or whether they don't, I said, I know what I did for Pittsburgh when I was there, and I'm very satisfied with what I did for them. So if it happens, it happens. If it don't happen, well, so be it. Now, if you played today, Lou, would you be dancing on TikTok? Because, Lou, you could move. I saw it. Would you be on TikTok? Would you be on Twitter and all that stuff? What do you think? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, Double M. I don't know, man. I, um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, maybe on some occasions, depending on the, the, the degree of the game, um, you know, playoffs, uh, championship games, Super Bowl, Maybe, but um, for r- regular games, hey, I- I'm going to just do like Coach No always taught us. Act like you've been there before. Don't act like you're not going back there. You know, and and that's the attitude that I took in it because I always wanted to be on the good, on the good page. I never wanted to be on the bad page. Well, not not with Chuck, you know, certainly. I don't think Chuck would have been much for social media, do you? No, no. Heck no. Heck no. I don't think so at all. I think the Steelers are going to do this year. You talked about protecting Ben. That's critical. they got a good group of receivers. But, boy, that's a pretty good division, isn't it? Yep, yep. That That's big time, man. I mean, uh, you know, you look like, like Cleveland ain't losing no steps. Uh, Baltimore always in, in the hunt and, and who knows, man? I mean, you know, Cincinnati might, might find a nut in the bush, you know? So they got to be more consistent when they're playing well, they got to bill on that and not settle on that thinking that that's good enough. Cause it ain't never going to be good enough. You always got to be better than your last game. If you want to win them championships. Well, finally, Lou, you had a great career. You made the Hall of Honor, made all pro, Pro Bowl, Rookie of the Year, all that stuff. You and I did great radio back in the day. But what I want to know is what happened to Hot Licks, that restaurant you were affiliated with? It was like a a, a barbecue joint, right? I I actually went to Hot Licks. Why can't we bring back Hot Licks? Yeah, man, look, man, that was, man, that was such a thrill. And uh, we had this thing going to where we had the uh, the management team from, um, I think it was uh, either Kentucky Fried. No, no, no. It was, it was the guy from, uh, he was the management firm from uh, Athlete's Foot. They wanted to chain us. And we were going to go all over the country because we had a spot in Shadyside. Then we went to East Liberty. Then we went to um, uh, uh, McIntyre Square. Then 
we got into the airport. And them guys came in and said, hey, man, he said, look, we can blow this thing up if you want. And then, unfortunately, um, one of my other partners um, had uh, family situations with his kid. Was uh, I think he had MS or MD or something like that. And uh, bills got kind of out of hand and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, we had to do what we had to do. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of when it ended. But it was great. You know, Hot Licks is the first place I ever had wings. Oh, man. They never even had wings up until, I mean, I'm sure they were there, but Hot Licks was, so, you know, the fact that I'm still over 300, Lou, that's on you and, and on Hot Licks. <laughs> Lou, listen, I'm glad you took well, the time. Congratulations on the Hall of Honor. Let's talk again soon, man. This was great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, I hadn't seen you at any concerts lately, man. Well, COVID, man. I'll be out. I'll see you. I... <laughs> All right, man, I look forward to it. All right, buddy, that's Lou Lips. Louie Lips, Lou, new member of the Steeler Hall of Honor. Uh, I posted this on my blog, but you can see it on YouTube, too. Go back and watch the video of Lou's first game as a Steeler. Buck 83, two touchdowns, six catches, 80-yard touchdown catch against Kansas City. He must have thought it was easy, and to be honest, a lot of nights Louie Lips did make it look easy. Okay, we're talking about Steelers-Cowboys tonight. What are you keeping your eye on? 412-333-WXDX.com. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, big fan, big fan. Well, no, I just said, I don't know what I said. I don't know what you said. Uh, double M. Yeah? The X at 105.9. I've got all kinds of annoying crap to deal with. My air conditioning was on the fritz. I think it's fixed now. But I had the air conditioning guys at my house today, and they have to like leave doors open to come in and out with stuff, right? So I had to patrol to make sure the cat didn't sneak out. Because she's the devil. We've established that. And my CPAP machine got recalled. A mass recall. There's something wrong with it. And I thought something was amiss because the air was getting stagnant. It's like it's wearing out. But that therapy helps me so much. I sleep so much better. And now they say not to use it. And I got to get, I don't know, talk to the St. Clair Hospital Sleep Clinic. So if they're listening, please do give me a call. Right now, I'll take it on the air. 412-333-WXDX. We got to get this crap straightened out. Does anybody know that that Latino superhero, the Jolo Maraduena from uh, Cobra Kai, is going to play Blue Beetle? That kid's still only like 19. What a great career break. No Quarter brought to you by 84 Lumber, your hometown building partner. That's not true. I'm reading what New World Order's brought to you by. This is brought to you by CW Electrical Services, who I just paid a bill to because they did a great job installing a bunch of LED lights at my house. So check them out at cwelectricalservices.com. Uh... There was some great TV last night on ESPN2. Great television. They had some big putt-putt tournament. You heard me, putt-putt. Televised. Miniature golf, but it's putt-putt. And there's a difference. With putt-putt brand courses, every hole can be a hole-in-one. It not It isn't clown's mouth, windmill-style goofy golf. Putt-putt is 
a more sportsman, uh, a more sports-like version of, of miniature golf. But I got to tell you, even though I am a big putt-putt guy, there's only one local putt-putt style course left. It's in Monroeville. I think it's called Par 2. They, they, you know, it's not branded putt-putt. I'm not sure if anything's branded putt-putt anymore. But uh, this tournament was boring. Because if a guy didn't make a hole in one, he just picked up the ball. It was a skins game. These guys were too good. One guy had 11 holes in one on 18 holes. Wow. I had conned myself to think I could, I could compete before I saw this. I'd have no chance. The most holes in one I think I've ever had, and I used to play all the time as a kid, like a teenager, taking it way too seriously as they did last night on ESPN2. I think I had five holes in one in 18. And this Jamoke had 11. And he made it look routine. But it was still fun to watch because the announcers took it way too seriously. They were talking about the breaks on the putting surface. And they were doing it in a whisper. This appears to break right slightly. And the obstacles, which none of the golfers ever hit, none of the obstacles, and they're talking about fatigue. And one guy had trademark intensity. What fatigue? What intensity? You're not walking 18 at Oakmont. It's miniature golf. But it was like 750 bucks per skin. That's real money. One guy I felt bad for him. The tournament was in his hometown. He won no skins. Well, he might have won. There was a playoff because some skins carried over after 18. He might have won that, but by that time I was watching all elite wrestling. 412. 333-WXDX is the number to call. What are you looking for in the Steeler game tonight? I said before, to me it's all about the quarterbacks. Rudolph, Haskins, Josh Dobbs. quarterback mania brother. Who's going to be two? Who's going to be three? Who's going to be four? Who's going to be the backup to the backup to the backup? Because if I were the backup to the backup to the backup, I'd quit. But these guys, they're addicted addicted to football. And so are you if you watch tonight. Let's go to Joe on Camp Horn Road. Joe, you're on with Double M. Hey, what's up, Double M? What up, man? Uh, you know, I was, uh, my biggest thing is, I agree with you on the quarterback situation, obviously, because they're not to compare to numbers. But secondly, I want to see the offensive line. I want to see that Trey Turner, the guy who they brought in. I want to see how he does in adversity, because he's going to be seeing some young guys who are going to bring some serious pressure I'm going to see if he can hold his own, even though I don't think he can. Well, yeah, but don't forget, in the first exhibition, let alone what tonight is, it's an extra exhibition, the Hall of Fame game, you got to take into account who you're playing against. But at all those positions where there's not much depth, like offensive line, inside linebacker, cornerback, at least I don't think there's depth at cornerback. Maybe they do now that James Pierre is playing okay. But I would take a close look. And, again, if, if, you're, if you're Mike Tomlin, I wouldn't guarantee Zach Banner anything. I wouldn't even guarantee Robert Spillane anything. I'd want to look at everybody, but uh, we both know that reality is somewhat different than that. Okay, the next segment will really piss half of you off, so I wholeheartedly suggest you listen. I also want more talk about the Steeler exhibition game tonight. Does anybody know of this superhero called the Blue Beetle? These superhero movies, they, they there's too many of them. There's too many of them. You know what guys do to actors? Like Robert Downey Jr. is one of the great actors of his generation. Won a 
Academy Award Best Supporting Actor for Slapstick Comedy in Tropic Thunder. In a horribly racist role. But how often do guys win Academy Awards for Slapstick Comedy? He should have won Best Actor years ago when he played Charlie Chaplin in that biopic, Chaplin. But then he did Iron Man and made a jillion dollars doing Iron Man. But here's the problem. He's, again, as I said, one of the great actors of his generation, Mamory number one. And all he's going to be remembered for is Iron Man. That's a fact. That's the Faustian bargain. Look it up. 412-333-WXDX. It's the Mark Madden Show at 1059X.